0: Hey everybody, Jacob with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Hope everybody's having a good Wednesday evening. We are headed home from work, um, and we are looking forward, like probably many of you are, looking forward to the weekend. We have the uh, the E-Zone second split opener here in Louisiana, and we're going to take a few minutes tonight on the way home just to talk some duck hunting, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, Um, some things that we've ran across that, uh, you know, that we've seen out in the field going in towards the end of the first split here in the E-Zone, kind of what our plans are for this weekend heading into the opener of the second split of the zone and just a couple of things that are on our mind in regards to the way the splits fell this year um, and the dates for the season are working out and kind of get my thoughts on it as far as maybe get some of y'all input on it what you guys think about how the dates worked out this year um that's just something that the last couple of weeks looking at the dates and i guess not really paying attention early on when those dates were set Um, you know not really paying as close attention as as i guess maybe some of you have but looking at the dates that were set this year for the splits here in louisiana Man, man, I don't know who was on drugs whenever they said these dates. And I know I know that they said, hey, you know, make sure that when Wildlife and Fisheries puts these surveys out, you know, that you respond to them so that they have the info, they have the information. I know I'm one of the, the, the hunters here that actually fill out these surveys. When we do get them emailed to us, we try to fill these surveys out. We put them out there, um, the information to try to try to help it you know, each season get a little bit better and maybe make some improvements. But guys, I, I don't know if y'all are like, like me, looking at, at the dates up close, you know, now since the season has started, um, especially being an E-zone hunter, what, what, just what the fuck, or who is, who's in charge, or where are they getting this input from, from the hunter side of things, to set the dates like they did this year? And I'll give you a couple of examples here in the uh you know in the next couple of minutes but um you know for those of you who hunt louisiana this year you know the the coastal zone the west zone opened up and then the east zone followed okay and if you look at the way the second split is starting you're going to have the east zone open up this coming weekend which is going to be um the 14th i believe is the date saturday um and then you're going to follow if you're in the coastal zone and the west zone next weekend, which will be the 21st, I believe. So that leaves, if you're an E-Zone Hunter, you were the last to open up in the first split, we're the first to open up in the second split. And that gives us a total of five days for the split, the actual split that hit here in Louisiana for an E-Zone Hunter. That's the first time that I could personally remember it only being five days, Now, we, now look, we're not even talking about a full week, guys. We're talking five days. Five days for the split. Normally, if I'm not wrong, we're looking at two weeks for that split between, between the first split and the second split here in Louisiana. It gives the, time, the birds migrate in, gives the birds that are here time to rest, maybe not get shot at, have as much pressure on them if they're looking for areas to you know settle down and kind of rest and, and get out there. But five days is absolutely absurd in my opinion I, and, and y'all may feel different about it but but what does five days really really accomplish out there so I, I that's something I'd love to hear I'd love to to get your opinion on what you think of it and, and another thing is that I'm, I'm seeing this year with the way it's affected just as an example and Nikki I see you listening I appreciate it man hope y'all made it up there safely to Arkansas um, and before Jared puts a smart ass comment, you can tell him he could kiss my ass. So just, just so you put that out there to him. I know you're riding with him, so just, just <laughs> You can tell him before he makes a smart comment. But anyway, going back to my rant. Okay, prime example. Our camp, many of you know that we 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 hunt Sherman WMA. Wildlife Management Area located in the Chaffalai Basin near Henderson Swamp. Okay, so the opening weekend of duck season in the E-Zone, we were able to hunt that opening weekend on Sherburn. Now, if you're a Sherburn duck hunter, the downside to hunting that wildlife management area, and it's been like this for several years, is that the second weekend of the split, first split, and the third weekend of the split, you are not able to Because it's an either-sex deer hunt. Weekend. Okay. Now that's something that we've known for years. That's that's been happening many years now. That's just something you have to sacrifice. So you pretty much lose all of your first split. Okay. If you are a a waterfowl hunter that has a camp or you know frequent Serbin WMA. That's just part of it. That's the way it works out. And that's that's something you have to accept look for other places. We went to Richard K. Yancey. to Spring Bayou WMA, we hunted there. We went to Manchac W, and, and blessed that the first split was a lot better than last year. I have to say, I'd have to say it's a lot better. We killed some birds. It, was it fantastic like years ago? No, it wasn't. But there are numbers of birds that showed up. We were blessed, but we had to move around. That's what a good duck hunter has to do in most. is, you know, sometimes the question, you know, how far do you have to go to get to the birds? Do you have the time with your work schedule? Most of us that hunt public, you know, land, or plants, you don't really have the schedule or the time off at this time of year to be able to take a trip, you know, or vacation maybe even for a week or two at a time. They're limited. Your time is limited. So if you are, sorry guys, in a bad area for the connection, uh, we do apologize, but look, if, if you are a Sherbourne one area that I'm making an example of, this because where we hunt predominantly most of our time, or where we have our camp at, Take a weekend of the split off limits, okay? So this is where the split deal comes in this year with the way the dates have been set. Okay, so now we are in a split this week and we're heading, they have the opener that's opening up this coming weekend for the East Zone. Okay. Well, if you hunt Sherburn WMA and you're looking forward to the second split opener, guess what, guys? You You can you can I'm sorry. Okay, so you cannot hunt the opening weekend if you are a Sherburne WMA waterfowl hunter once again. So that is three weekends in a row that you cannot hunt. Now, why is it three weekends this year instead of the traditional two weekends that you've had in the past? Well, the reason being is that we only have a five-day split this year. That's absolutely effing you up as a hunter, a waterfowl hunter, if you are trying to hunt that WMA. And there's there's other WMAs across the state that are exactly the same if you're in the east zone. There's certain WMAs, there's not many WMAs that I'm aware of that do not offer either sex weekends. I'm not a huge deer hunter. We have guys in our group that are big deer hunters. They may be able to correct me on that. But from what I've seen in the regulations, there's not many WMAs that are available to hunt in the E-zone heading into this weekend that don't offer either sex hunts. Which means they don't allow waterfowl hunters in, in many of them. And Sherburn is one of those examples. So by having a five day split, it threw things off this year to where we would normally be closed this week when that third either sex weekend for deer goes on, it wouldn't normally make a difference to the waterfowl hunters because the, it would be during the split and they would not be hunting anyway. So going to a five-day split throws everything off for the waterfowl hunters that are looking to hunt those WMAs during the second split. And that just brings me back to my original point. What the fuck were they thinking? What's the reasoning? And I just like to hear the reason. Maybe there's a very valid point for it, but I would love to hear it. And, and, And it's something that I've been discussing with other hunters lately, especially guys in our group. You know, and everybody kind of seems, you know, of the same opinion from what we've talked about is that, yeah, it's absolutely kind of insane the way it fell this year. This is not a good thing. So those of you with Louisiana wildlife and fishers who possibly know people that work for wildlife and fishers or listen, you know, or have something to do with this, um, you know, possibly persuading this, this is something we need to look at. Hunters, we need to come together and, and make sure no matter which zone you're in, that something like this doesn't occur again going into next season or the seasons after. Because it's eliminating a lot of the time. So I guess the good news and the flip side of things are that if you do hunt this those WMAs that have had either six weekends back to back to back or maybe even back to back and you weren't able to waterfowl hunt them, then those those WMAs at least aren't getting the pressure that some of the other ones are. I guess there's a flip side to it if there's a positive outlook on that. Those birds aren't pressured, they're not getting a lot of activity, you know, and it's one of those things that once they do open up, we should be able to, you know, you should be able to turn out pretty good hunts in decent numbers as long as the birds have stayed in those areas or you have fresh birds migrating into those areas. So that's something that is definitely what, you know, I think we need to get together as hunters and pay attention to this and look at the way this fell out this year and if i'm the only one that's seeing this and thinks it's a problem then, then it's only me that's fine i can deal with that but it it's probably not going to be the case from what i've talked to other hunters about and seen so i just like to know you guys opinion on it you know those of you who it's affecting out there some of you it may not affect you at all but you know like i said we'll be opening up the coastal zone next weekend and the west zone next weekend it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out so That's just something I had to get off my chest, wanted to get get a feeler out there for what you guys think about it. And then we're gonna move on to it, so from there. But look, the good news is, at the end of the day, most of us won't be at work heading into the weekend this weekend, you know? And we're gonna be somewhere in a duck blind. So, you know, in our case, we can't hunt the, the reserve where our camp's at and where we would originally be hunting at. But we're gonna be shifting, we're gonna, uh, me and Troy is gonna to get together with Jackson, my oldest son, we're gonna go down, uh, we're actually gonna stay at our camp, but we're gonna hunt Indian Bayou um, over in the Henderson Swamp. And that's something that we're really looking forward to. Um, traditionally, Indian Bayou for many, many years, you know, it, it was like many other places in the state, it transitioned from uh, hunting clubs over to becoming, you know, federal or state-owned land. Actually, the Army Corps of Engineers is what runs and operates Indian Bayou. Um, it's, it's pretty much, if you're not familiar with Indian Bayou, if, you, if you're familiar with Henderson Lake, located uh, you know, between Baton Rouge and Lafayette off of Interstate I-10, uh, when you cross the bridge and you see all the guys fishing there off of the bridges, that's, that's Henderson Lake. Uh, Indian Bayou, for the majority of, the, of, of its land, is located everything north or um, a large area of the land north of the interstate, of the bridge. So if you're coming from Baton Rouge, heading toward Lafayette on your right-hand side, um, there's a check-in station at the public launch that you can get your permits for um, to hunt it, and as well as a couple of other boat launches off of the levee. I know there's a levee launch off of the the west side of the levee system that you can launch, as well as another launch off of uh, 190 on the north end. So we uh, we're actually gonna head out to Indian Bayou this weekend. We're gonna do some hunting up there, um, and we're and it's traditionally it's gonna be a lot of the terrain like you would expect in in Sherbin or some of your other areas where you timber hunt. You know a lot of timber hunt. There is some open areas, but traditionally the the, the sweet spots have been you know your timber holes that you have in the um, in the trees, and you look in the second split. A lot of these birds will start kind of getting to the timber. Um, Traditionally, that's what you look for, but once again, like I said, um, with Sherburn being just across the river, they're not getting a lot of action, um, you know, you may see some open water. You, you you probably will kill some birds open water as well. Who knows? I'm going to go out there Friday. My plans are to head up Friday to the camp, going to uh, hook the boat up, and I'm going to spend all day Friday scouting. So I've kind of done my homework on the area. I've talked to a good friend of mine, Blaine Kendrick. Um, who I met through the uh, Sherbin um, Facebook page. There's a page he started years ago, check them out. If you haven't, if you hunt that area, it's very useful. A lot of good guys on that page. Um, it's Sherburn Hunters and Fishermen, I believe it's it's titled. And um, you can get, hop on Facebook and check that page out. Um, those guys are some really good guys, Blaine, and there's a bunch of other guys that frequent the page. A lot of good information. If you got you know questions on the area, you can, you can get on there and ask a question if you're not familiar with those areas as far as hunting. They can pretty much tell you anything about the Chaffalot Basin area on the, you know, the Lafayette, Henderson, Sherburn side of things. Some really good guys might meet some good friends. But I talked to Blaine. He kind of filled me in on a few areas that he's actually hunted before. I'm going to go check some stuff out and scout on Friday. Um, now Friday, Troy's going to be working, so I'm going to be uh, scouting solo. And uh, and that's something I like to do a lot of times is just ride around like most of us do, um, you know. And and I, I hop on my OnX app. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I refer heavily on my OnX app since I've discovered that app a couple of years ago. The OnX app and Google Earth or something that you know uh, most of us are, are on quite a bit to do you know some aerial imagery scouting, kind of check out the lay of the land. And I'm gonna have that app uh, open on Friday, just riding around, checking out some some specific waypoints I marked, and we're gonna see. We're gonna see what's, what's going on. I know heading into the second, or I'm sorry, into the split itself, they had uh, you know a good bit of shooting going on in the Indian Bayou uh, side. I don't, I can't tell you specific areas because I didn't hunt it, but I can tell you that there were a good bit of shots fired. I know Jared and Bryce were deer hunting. Um, in the Sherbin area for either sex uh, along the levee somewhere and they told me and reported back to me that there was quite a bit of shooting going on from the Indian Baye side. So that, that's a positive thing um, and I can tell you this specifically that for us, our camp is located on the Chafalaya River and we, we do witness a lot of ducks flying into the river itself, landing, resting on the river, they'll get up, fly 50 yards, get back down and land. And if you don't believe believe that these ducks use these rivers as much as they do, then you are completely wrong. We could tell you firsthand we've seen these ducks last season, as horrible of a season as it was, we could walk out our door pods of birds floating down the river on the mat- some days there were none, other days there were hundreds of them and it- you can see birds flying the river, circle, land, and float the river. And they're using the river with the current as a as a transportation highway. That's all they doing. These birds were coming in, flying the river, resting, eating, doing what they got to do. Get up and fly wherever they were they were moving to. So it's pretty amazing to see. So we're seeing that again this year. The pattern um, there was quite a bit of um, birds. You know, I think a lot of times. In those areas, like your Indian Bayou, your, your Shervin areas where where we hunt at and we frequent those areas quite a bit. I think the funniest thing, because we, we talked about this, and Jared in our group, he's he's originally from north Louisiana. And, he, you know, he grew up hunting the Washita River, Beth River, all those all those areas. And he said, he scouts, said, man, I said, then you'll make a hunt. And he said, the birds are there. Years ago, you you could go, and those of you who hunt those areas, wood ducks, you know, teal here or there. But as far as just seeing large concentrations of birds in those areas, it's not something that you normally hunt. For. So, oh, you know, looking back at it, researching, talking to people from those areas that grew up in those, that hunted those areas for years, um, you know what it is is that around those areas, all of those, the shot at throughout the morning, those birds move out of those fields or they may they may be feeding in those ag fields. They move out of those fields and they start hitting the reserves. So they start hitting the Indian Bayou. Those of you who have leases that are right around there or maybe leases inside those public areas, you could attest to that as well. Um, you know, Indian Bayou, Sherbourne, some days it, it's almost better to wake up late and to go out there and make a late hunt because that's when a lot of the mallets, a lot of your gray ducks, a lot of your widgeon start showing up. And uh, and that's just you know if you're new to the area and you hunt that area, that's a, that's a little tip because I could promise you some of your better hunts in those areas are going to be late morning hunts. You don't necessarily have to be there at daybreak. Daybreak you're going to catch your wood duck flights. You're always going to you're always going to see wood ducks your typical wood duck flights 30 minutes 40 minutes it's over if you're lucky it's to fit to be that long jared i say I, I see you comment just there hunt. i hear you man i can't do it dude i'm addicted to waterfowl you know it you know it i know it can't do it Jared says i heard indian bayou has a either sex hunt this weekend too and waterfowl is closed well jared if you look at the regulations the way it states it on indian bayou is that it is Muzzle loader, I believe, or primitive either sex this weekend, but waterfowl does remain open. So once again, guys, you gotta fall, you gotta read the guidelines very, very closely, okay? Because on their pamphlet, Indian Bayou has its own pamphlet with its own card that you have to have filled out with your information on it to be able to hunt that reserve. And those, like I mentioned, are available for pickup at the boat launches. I know the public boat launch at Henderson, underneath the interstate. Um, they have a a, um, a billboard there set up at the launch. You could grab them there usually if they're not out of them. Um, and you could all you have to do is fill it out. It's your name. Keep it on you and have it with you throughout the season to be able to hunt. So. Um, So yeah, Jared, you are correct on that. From what I've read, everything in the pamphlet states that it is a primitive weapon, either sex, but it is still open to waterfowl. So that's something that we, um, that, you know, you got to be very careful on. Um, But yeah, like I I said, going back to the scouting aspect of it, guys, it's, it's one of those things I think a lot of the birds that are in the ag fields, that feed in the ag fields, rest in the ag fields around those areas. Once that shooting starts, obviously it starts moving those birds, it gets them up out of the fields and it brings them into the reserves. They're gonna start looking for other areas to to go and rest. The timber offers a great a great, you know, area for them to rest, to get away from some of that shooting. And this year, like I said, the upside to it being off limits for waterfowl hunters for three weeks in a row is a lot of those birds may be starting to set up and rest in those areas that because they haven't had any pressure on them so that could be a really good thing you know once we are able to hunt it so that's a that's kind of our plans that's where we're going to be heading to this weekend in bayou like I said don't have a lot of history there personally but it's one of those things with us having a camp on the Chafalaya River um, we need to start learning kind of expanding out and learning it more than we did than we have in the past Uh, so we're going to go put in some time scouting on Friday hopefully we'll stumble across some stuff um, and then we're just going to go out and we're going to have fun Saturday and Sunday and we're going to make a hunt. We're going to put the best hunt we can together, go out there and see what we can kill, and we're going to have a have a good time. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, I have a 10-year-old son, my son Jackson, y'all see him in a lot of the videos with us, you see him, you know, him hunting. He is absolutely, after our last hunt we made in the first split, he actually saw birds work into the spread and, you know, come in, we were able to shoot him. He, he is absolutely hooked. and. It hasn't been the greatest times the last couple of years he was he was getting real bored on a lot of hunts so looking at it you know i'm excited for him and at the end of the day i'm spending time with him i got a five-year-old son my 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 five-year-old his name's hudson he he don't know yet i got him kind of interested this year by bringing him squirrel hunting with us in the woods and he liked it so i'm looking forward to that with him uh coming up in the next couple of years but Uh, We're going to go out there, we're going to have some fun. Uh, I hope a lot of you guys are doing the same, I I know a lot of you do. It's it's always exciting for those of you who are fathers, or maybe you're you're a parent or an uncle, and you can get a young one involved and bring them with you, and you see, you realize that moment that they actually fall for the sport of waterfowl hunting, or whatever hunting it is, it could be fishing, hunting, an outdoor activity. When you see them actually fall for that, and, and that moment it just clicks and it goes off and they have the fever for it. After that, it's it, it's absolutely an amazing feeling. And my ten-year-old right now, I'm telling you, he is itching every day at school. Dad, where are we going? Where are we going? When's our next hunt? Well, you know, where are we gonna hunt at? We need to set up this. We need to use this decoy. We need to not use. This. He is in it. He got a he got a twenty-five dollar gift card this weekend for uh, Walmart for from his uh, his aunt, my sister. Gave him a twenty-five dollar gift card. We had a little early Christmas dinner with him, and the minute that he got that gift card, he came he, about right thirty minutes out or so after they left, he, he came up to me and said, "Dad, I need you to order this for me." He said, I, "I need to buy something from Walmart." And typical kid, you know, most kids they're gonna they're gonna hop on and they're gonna go spend that gift card as quickly as possible, you know. And they gonna, I said, what do you need? I said, you, you're gonna probably spend it on something that you don't need at all. And he said, no, I already got the items picked out that I want to use it on. And whatever he handed the iPad to me, it was two duck calls. And he and I already started him a lanyard that has a couple of good calls, a couple of good calls on it. Um, he has a couple of Cabela's calls that are real nice and a couple of other ones. But he said, I need to get me a good Pentel call. So he picked him up a Pentel call, and he said, I want to pick me up a new. Uh, a new Blue Wing call, uh, or teal call. So he picked him up a teal call, and you know what? I have no problem with him spending that money. As quickly as he spent that money, that gift card he got for Christmas, on something that, you know, like a duck call that could get him involved in the sport, and and who knows? He could have those duck calls for many many years from now. Maybe, maybe one day he'll be teaching his son how to hunt, and he'll have them called. You don't, you know, you don't think about that when you're a single man and you're out there you know running and going after limits but once you have children or you you start bringing your children out there and get them involved in the sport little things like that it's not so much always about the thrill of the the chase and getting a limit sometimes it's the little things that that mean a lot more so you know i'm excited so he has a he has a shipment of duck calls coming in that's going to be shipped to our gonzalez walmart here uh i think monday so i'm sure he's going to be itching for me to get out there and go pick up those duck calls for him so pretty cool deal Troy, man, I appreciate you hopping on and listening, man. I hope y'all having a good season. I've seen some of your reports, and uh looks like y'all been killing some birds, man. I like that mount you did. That was pretty cool, dude. Thad uh, does some pretty good jobs on those widget mounts. He did one for me I had mentioned to you earlier in the week. So, good-looking mount there, man. But thanks for hopping on. We're just talking duck hunting. Troy, if you got any comments, man, type them in. We'd love to talk to you and uh, and just talk about it a little bit. But, uh... Look, guys, I don't want to keep y'all too long, but this is a this is just something I wanted to hop on and talk about a little bit. Hope everybody has a good opening weekend this weekend, and uh, we're gonna go out and do the best we can to try to bring some birds and bag some birds. So y'all stay safe, uh, and we'll tune in. We'll give you all a report. Uh, we'll either do a Facebook Live video probably this weekend, or maybe after the right after the weekend because we're we're planning on hunting uh, you know Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So once we're in the field, uh, we'll try to get some footage and get that out to the page. Look tell others about us if y'all enjoy the sport like we do, tell some of the, your friends about us. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we also have some videos we're starting to upload to YouTube. So we do have a YouTube channel we started as well, we're going to upload some videos to there as well. Um, and let's just talk Duck Hunt man, let's talk Louisiana, let's promote our great state of Louisiana. Um, as far as the great outdoors and waterfowl hunting and hunting and fishing in general so it's a great thing so everybody y'all have a good night we'll see y'all on the flip side stay safe out there and uh this is jacob from last stop waterfowl outdoors we'll see y'all soon thank you